0: Hello, this is Rumble, this is Michael Moore, this is Rumble with Michael Moore, and our 12-day journey across Iowa is coming to an end, has come to an end because the caucuses begin in about three hours, and it has been an incredible time that we've spent here in Iowa, meeting so many hundreds and really thousands of people Every day of these 12 days has been filled with traveling with Bernie, massive rallies in the evening, but during the day, going to union halls, churches, coffee shops, post offices, (laughs) anywhere there were voters. What we found here with this podcast is really the best part of every day was listening to people, and people would, you know, see me on the street, or we'd... Tell people, hey, we're going to be, you know, at this deli or this coffee shop or whatever, for lunch. If you want to come by, uh, we'd post that on social media, and and we not only got to meet so many great people, we got to hear so many stories of their lives. It was powerful. It was profound. It um, moved us deeply. And so, what I'm going to uh, give you here today on this last podcast uh, from iowa is our our lunch we recorded this uh, a couple days ago at smoky rose coffee shop and i just posted on facebook hey if you want to come on over at lunchtime i'd love to talk to you and hear from you and a whole bunch of people showed up and uh, we had our some of our recording equipment with us but we have our we have our phones and um they make um wonderful recording devices it's amazing how the technology now we can really even with the most minimal of devices um so much you can do so that's what we did and i in this uh final podcast from Iowa uh, i i turn i turn the microphone essentially over uh to people in the coffee shop you'll hear me too but but generally um, i want you to hear what just the <laughs> everyday iowan was thinking was talking about and it was fairly representative of what we heard uh, throughout the week so that's uh, now this you know again i'm i'm operating from an iphone and with all due respect of course but it, it's you know coffee shops are loud and there's all sorts of uh things going on um but i I'm I'm uh, satisfied enough with the sound quality here because the words and what they're saying and what they're feeling are more important than having some pristine uh in the soundproof studio uh type of recording. That's so that's not what you're going to hear. You're going to be inside a a coffee shop in Des Moines, Iowa called uh Smoky Row, The Smoky Row. And it was neither smoky and there wasn't really Well, there wasn't any rowing going on. I don't know why that's the smoky row, but I never bothered to ask the owner, but he was kind enough uh, um, to let us um, record. And that's what we did. Don't forget to vote tonight if you are in Iowa. And remember, if you're 17, you can vote tonight if you're gonna turn 18 uh, by November 3rd, later this year. So 17 year olds, if you're not even registered, you can register tonight right there at the caucus site. You go on the ACLU uh, website and they'll show you where your caucus site is. Uh, just show up, register, and vote. This will be your first vote seventeen year olds if you know any seventeen year olds tell them to come tonight. The doors uh, open I think around six in most of these places they start around 6, 30, 7 o'clock the caucusing um, you know I personally hope you that most of you will go to the corner of the gym or the classroom or whatever and, and uh, vote for Bernie, but um, I'm, I'm, I'd actually just be happy if you just showed up, whoever you're for, and participate in this great democracy. That's the most important thing, so please do that. And uh, and now, at the table, at the Smoky Row. Can I get everyone's
1: names real quick, Connie McCroskey. I'm
2: Erica Abushark.
3: Steven Ruderman. My name is Snails from I'm, Denmark.
2: I'm Caroline. I'm from Connecticut in Denmark. Justine Micholi. Darlene Lawler.
3: I'm Bill Lewis. I'm
1: lucky get get right now, it's but it's six months from today, late. I turn 26, which means I'm knocked off. You're
0: knocked off the healthcare. And I your parents.
1: I, um, I kind of have some, I don't want to say mental health problems, but let's just be open. I hate talking about this, but I have Asperger's, which has
0: caused a lot of problems. I think it's strength. It's what Greta Thunberg has. First of all, uh, millions of people have Asperger's. Right. It's not really. It's not. I mean, yes, it's not a. It's not a mental health.
1: But it does. You, cause, it's caused me to be. Like but misunderstood. it's misunderstood.
0: Nobody's understood this.
1: People don't understand me, so it's very hard for me to get jobs. Yeah. When I applied at an internship at k and I don't want to, I don't want to accuse them of anything, but I, I don't want to say where it was. But I applied for an internship with the local station in San Francisco, and I told them I had it, and I suspect that may have. Uh, cost me the position. I was totally screwed, and uh, I was a high school dropout because of it. I, The, the, Cal- the California education system is a complete and utter joke, and they funnel these kids in what they call non-public schools, which are for kids with behavior issues, um, and I didn't really have that. I had academic issues, and it's weird, I went from one of those after spending two years to a charter school, A religiously run charter school, by the way. I had a biology teacher who believed
0: in creation.
3: Public school.
0: Wow. So, yeah, here's the thing. So you have to work overtime to try and hide your Asperger's. I've been open about it. Instead of just Yeah. Yeah. I want to be more open about it. Because I feel like I have to hide it
1: or else I'm going to be scorned. I'm going to be discriminated against. Um... And I just, I just want to live a normal life like I have, I'm not a monster, I have dreams I want to be an announcer for the Giants someday um, I came out here to Iowa on my own I'm very independent, very capable um, I'm going to New Hampshire next And I have a lot of views And I, just, I want to have a career where I'm an announcer for the Giants a Political talk show host uh, Play music on the side Do anything Check
0: this
1: out. My yeah. wife, um, she's a professor at Tufts. Yeah, We're, we pay about five six hundred a month here for daycare. She has to finish out a semester there before she moves here permanently, and daycare there the cheapest we could find that we would put our son is sixteen hundred a month.
0: Yeah, that's in my travels around the country. It's it's rarely under two hundred a week or eight hundred a month, and and in many parts like where you Tufts is in. Um, In Boston, yeah. So yes, it's a thousand, it's fifteen hundred, two thousand, just to just so you can go to work.
2: When I told one of my Danish friends how much um, daycare costs in New York City for my big brother, uh, she said her reply was, "Why would anybody return to work after having a baby? Because it doesn't make sense financially."
0: Well, this is what you'll also—I'm sure you've heard this. Oh, in Denmark, you pay so much taxes you pay so many more taxes than we pay. You know, of course you have these things. And what I tell people is, actually, we are the most taxed country on Earth. We just don't call it taxes. If we count your $1,600 a month in daycare times 12, uh, that's uh, 18,000 plus a year, a year. Okay, that's a tax. Because if you're in France, it's a buck an hour. All right, Um, uh, because we don't have. Even if you have private health insurance, like if you, you know you're lucky enough to have a decent job that gives you, after the deductible and everything else, as you know, as you're going through this, how are you doing, by the way?
2: I am blessed, thank you. You're okay.
0: You look good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I'm. I, it, it's. It's. But so you can confirm what I'm saying. You know this, having. She's a cancer patient. Out today.
3: We just talked about our expenses.
0: And, yeah. yeah. So I think the average American spends somewhere around 10000 a year on either co-pays, deductibles. You have to pay half the premium at your job, whatever it is.
1: is pretty okay. normal around here. So, 80-20, in other words, you pay what? 20. Yeah. And yep. Deductible, like five grand.
0: Pharmaceuticals. And, um, yeah, and, like, I was in London. I needed, uh, you know, I, came down with the flu, went into the pharmacy, and it didn't matter that I was an American. They're not able to charge, I think there's no drug in the any pharmacy, I, I'll have to you know, fact check this, because I'm trying to remember what the guy said, but it, I think I remember it costing me what would be American dollars, $12. And like there's no drug for more than $12. And I remember this is back, especially when uh, the new AZT inhibitors and things were being developed for AIDS and whatever, and, and People were paying thousands of dollars a month just to live. And again, so I, ha- I remember saying to the pharmacist, so what if somebody has AIDS and they need that cocktail of pills? $12. He just kept going $12. You, know, <laughs> you know, I just couldn't believe it. I'm a pediatric resident. Okay. And so me and my husband both went to medical school with like $300,000 in debt, yes. each,
2: okay. each of us. Okay. Yeah. So let me just... Let me just
0: check if I know Denmark's situation and it's the same in Canada and, well, most civilized, we'll call them civilized countries, as opposed to where we live. Um, But, uh, they not only, because they need doctors, not only don't charge you, they pay you you to go to to college to be a doctor. Because we value, we need you. Yeah, I actually couldn't go
1: to I couldn't go to college because uh, By the end of it, I would have ended up with $160,000 in debt. I didn't get any scholarships. It was my dream school, my best friend since middle school went there. So what'd you end up doing? So I'm working here now. And a coffee shop? I'm working here at a coffee shop. And I mean, I make just a little over minimum wage. And I don't really have any money to do anything except spend money on my bills. Got kicked out of my house just simply for turning 18, so now I'm just
0: stuck so
2: what here. You wanna,
0: what did you want to do?
2: Um, I was going for
0: visual arts and music, which is what my friend is going for at the moment. I, can't, I I don't know the order of those two things, of which we value the least in this country, visual arts or music, but... Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I, yeah. It sounds like I'm making a joke, yeah. Yeah. but I'm not, yeah. and I'm angry. Yeah, I and I'm angry. I'm so sad for you that you didn't get to go. And this fact now that when you add it up, that uh, depending on what school you want to go to, that you would end up with $160,000 of student debt by the end of your four years.
3: Yeah, I was hoping
1: to
0: become a teacher, actually, like an art teacher. Yeah. You know, here's what here's what I'm so sad about. We don't know what you would have ended up doing. We don't know how many of you are out there that would have gone on to create the next great invention, find the cure for her cancer. Who knows what we've lost in the brilliance of our youth simply because we've turned it into a capitalistic enterprise. And unless we can make a profit off you, we don't care what brilliant idea you've got in your head of how society would be better off with you being educated. Yeah, That's gone. We've given up on that. And it's, it's so upsetting to hear your story. I'm really sorry. I yeah. mean, l- hopefully this will change. Bernie, we're going to elect a Democratic Senate. Things are going to get better. You know, a lot of women are going to get elected this year. A lot of young women are inspired by AOC, you know, they're running for all kinds of offices across, I've seen it across the country. And um, so I am weirdly optimistic about this, but this is just, this is just insanity. Um,
3: Mind, can, I, can I make a point about taxes? Yeah. Because it seems to be a big deal. A big deal, yeah. We pay in Denmark, we pay a high income tax. We have BAT, if you want to buy a car, the price is doubled by taxes of a car. So yes, we pay a lot of taxes. But if you go into Forbes' website, they name Denmark the best place in the world to start your own business. We have plenty of millionaires in Denmark. We have billionaires in Denmark. High taxes doesn't stifle enterprise. High Taxes does not prevent you from owning two cars and a yacht and two, you know, beach houses. It just doesn't. Actually, it helps you build your fortune and build your business when you know I can take a chance because if I fail, I've got a welfare system that'll catch me and my kids.
1: your infrastructure is far superior to ours at this point. Just the infrastructure, the technology, everything is better there.
3: That's thing. We've got companies in Denmark that are the leaders in the world within their uh, businesses. Like uh, our energy companies are cutting edge and some of the biggest in the world. So the high taxes, Americans, excuse me, talk about a lot. Well, American media talk about taxes We're a lot. we not offended if you say Americans. <laughs> we know, we know. Or, let's be honest. It's mm. the, the military-industrial complex. We want to know where they go. Track the money. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to regular people. It's going to all these folks. We've got Boeing. We've got Lockheed Martin. These are the people getting rich. That's where our tax money goes.
1: And to the pocketbooks of the oil executives.
2: So- the social security programs we do have are so underfunded that they're badly managed, and there's no accountability, and the infrastructure for managing it so.
0: Speaking of accountability, the
3: Pentagon can't tell you where millions, if not billions, of dollars have gone. And this is this is where we put our priority. And until we shift that, we, we have to shift that if we want anything to happen for for this generation. We are
0: going to shift that. I'm not putting up with this any longer. I mean, I have I had it a long time ago, but oh, I've really had it now. I'm whatever that place is beyond. I've had it. Mm. <laughs> That's where I'm at. And I'm, and I'm angry with these people from Denmark sitting here at this table uh, because we should have everything that they have. What he just said about how business and enterprise and free thinking can thrive there, even in spite of the fact that they're rich, are taxed up the wazoo. And yet, if our great moment, the American moment after World War II you know, in the 50s and the 60s. All of our innovation, all of our invention, all the things that the rest of the world didn't have that we created here. We created that with our Uber rich paying 80 to 90% of their income in taxes. It's
1: the most socialized period in American history. That's
0: correct. And also, yes, and, and there's actual film footage of the rich uh, prancing around in Palm Beach and Palm Springs and anything mm-hmm. with a palm. And they're all, they have huge mansions, and they're living the high life, paying eighty to ninety percent of taxes.
3: To his point, they have millionaires. They have people can still, yeah, you know, that's be who under, they want to be if that's, that's on your, on your, your list, of things, list of things, right? Right. You
2: can yes. still do
1: that in Denmark. And if you keep Denmark. working hard enough, then we'll come yeah. here. But you know, what they say, "Who's going to pay for Medicare for all?" I'll tell you who. The private prison industry, the, milita- the military-industrial complex, these oil executives who have the money put right into their pocketbooks with the money they'll no longer be getting. And oh, I'll tell you who else will be paying it, the Space Force, which will cease to exist a year from now. Like, who's going to pay for Medicare but we're going to pay to militarize space? Brilliant! Yeah. The
3: elderly
1: are suffering too. Yes.
0: Oh, in so many ways. Yes. Okay, so answer me this. This is the, our big question in Des Moines here while we've been working with the, the Bernie campaign. Bernie right now, he's polling somewhere around 52% of 18 to 35 year olds are for Bernie, the vast majority. Um, and then the, then I saw a poll, Bernie's ahead 18 to 45 years old. And then on Sunday, they had a... They kept trying to, like... They don't want Bernie to be the number one with young people. So they moved the polling question up 18 years old to 50 years old <laughs> on Sunday. And he's number one with eight, 18, to, 18 to 50. They
3: can't push him out.
0: So the smallest group that is for Bernie is his age group, is the elderly. And I'm trying to understand this because generally... um.
2: Aren't they the wealthiest dem- demographic?
0: Well, they are and they aren't until they're, if they're on re- retirement,
1: no, I mean, by, in terms of numbers, they aren't?
2: They aren't wealth
0: they're, wealth. they're, 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 they're the demographic that's watching
1: Fox News and they're getting brainwashed.
2: But also I that's, read, that's I, some friend told me that older people don't like people their own age. They like the, the nice
3: young man. They're not watching Fox News. They're not Democrats watching Fox yeah. News. News. They're just more conservative. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, they're just voting for Joe Biden they're just being more conservative
2: they yeah Republican Republican what about
0: boomers what about boomers who grew up in the 60s and 70s
2: well my my stepdad was a kind of a hippie type of guy and every time I say come on it's Bernie it's Bernie it's Bernie he's always like I don't know he doesn't want to get disappointed I don't think because I think he's been disappointed so, so many times that he doesn't want to set his hopes too high.
1: They They're demoralized because you know what? I don't get. It's like I hear people say, like people will literally say, like they could get these good services for free, and it scares them to not have to pay for it. I'd be mean, like, I'm getting these grades and services, and oh my god, what if I don't have to pay for it? Like, isn't it the general
0: consensus that free stuff is good, like on commercials and
1: for free?
0: They never had Napster. I mean, your generation is used to free music, free free movies,
3: free stuff. Free
0: stuff <laughs> like like paid programming, and for free, you get this. Everyone loves, loves free stuff. It's just like you can't get something for nothing. Right. So it's like, but it's not. See, the thing is, yeah, it's not, not free. free. You pay taxes for this. You pay taxes your whole life for this. When you reach a certain age, you should be able to. Wow, you know, I paid into this. Now I'm going to be taken care of. And and, um, just like when you're elderly, you have to pay property taxes to fund the schools. You don't have any kids in those schools. Why should you have to pay taxes? Well, because you live in a society where it actually, if you want to just be selfish about it, it's better for you if you have an educated uh, class of young people as opposed to, you know, cast members in... Uh, Idiocracy, or whatever. So, you guys ever do you ever see yes, that movie? Is that thing. one of the greatest? Films?
2: When Trump Trump got elected, it was literally. I literally was like, we're watching Idiocracy like play out yes, right now. right. Because right. the president was a WWE wrestler. Right. In Idiocracy.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes. And he, you and know, Trump
2: was involved in WWE and he. The, oh yeah, no, no. There's. Have yes. you seen the
0: footage of Trump when he went on yes, WWE? I have. it's have.
2: How how right that movie was! It was a terrible yeah. movie.
0: Like, it wasn't funny. No, no, it's not a great it's piece of great cinema. Movie, but it was
2: right. But it's
0: weirdly prescient. Yeah. when you look at it. They
2: had skyscrapers made of garbage because nobody like recycled or cared about the environment. Right. So that's exactly and
0: yeah, were. and they irrigated the uh, farm fields with Mountain Dew. Uh, this is our, this is a, ma- the movie maker. He's imagining the United States of America three hundred years from now. And if we keep dumbing down the way we've been dumbing ourselves down, you know, just imagine what oh, year 2500 yeah, looks like. I know.
3: Well, actually, I think we'll
0: all be underwater and dead. Yeah, we may not make it out of this century.
3: Let's be honest. We still have to fight for Bernie.
0: Well, she and I and these two, we won't be around to watch you swim. But good luck.
3: We'll
0: try to swim, yeah. Th- try not to blame all us.
1: All yeah, maybe we'll come up with cool a
2: midwife in West Virginia doing, um, or not a midwife, she's working with a midwife nonprofit in West Virginia. And there's some rumor, and I don't know if it's true, but she went to a lot of families educating them not to put Mountain Dew with baby formula because apparently the corporation who owns Mountain Dew told people that that was good for the baby. <laughs>
1: Well, I remember the line you said at the end of uh, of capitalism, I refuse to live in a country like this, and I'm not leaving. And that was 11 years ago. And think of what we are now 11 years
0: later. Well, we're massively worse off. And not just because of Trump. Because Trump did not fall out of the sky. We have a system that allowed Trump to exist, to thrive in New York City all those years. And then actually... Win the presidency by losing the election. Yeah. And you know, he has no American in him. this guy, Niels. So have you as a have you been able to explain electoral college to him or?
2: Uh, yes, actually. Well because I have a lot of family in the countryside. Yeah. So um, when I talk to foreigners about the Electoral College, I try to represent their feelings about... Politi- feeling politi- need, like their political needs are being ignored by Washington, so they support the Electoral College. And
3: I, don't I mean, know I, you don't need the Electoral College if you have a government that seeks to represent the entire country. I mean I can see why people in South Dakota are afraid of being ignored because South Dakota is far away from Washington but if you have a government that truly cares about not running pipelines through your land and if you have a government that truly cares about making sure even though you live hundred miles from the nearest hus- hospital, you will be taken care of in some way.
0: So, how is the Electoral College then help South Dakota? Because some of our poorest counties are in South Dakota. Sure. Our that, Native people, and, yeah, and America. the pipeline. Sure. Yeah, that is the huge irony of of all oh, we'll will be forgotten. You're already forgotten. You're fooling yourself if you. Let me tell you who will care about South Dakota. People who live in in New York and Michigan, Illinois, because we need your food. We need the things you produce, and nobody's going to let Iowa or South Dakota or whatever go down the drain because we couldn't we couldn't live without you. How about that? How about trust that that we're not so stupid we would kill our food supply. Why did um, you
3: decide to come to Iowa and do this tour?
0: The decision I made back in the fall, I was starting to prep my next film, and my we were going to do a TV series, and I thought I can't I can't be working on my thing this year. I have to work for the people I live in in this country and so I just I've decided to take this year and, uh, and, and do that and I started by uh, five weeks ago six weeks ago I started a podcast I saw so yeah are oh, good. it's called rumble I'm gonna do some other things like that but things where I can communicate on a daily or weekly basis I'm gonna be out in other states I committed to 12 days here for Bernie mainly especially because he's on jury duty back in the U.S. Senate. Yeah. So he needed people like me. He's got Ben and Jerry uh, doing a thing today, so I'm going to go do something with them.
3: Uh, Always. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for coming. No, thank so you. of Iowans out there. Just being that face, you know, for the real world, and I'm I'm Flint, so Michigan too. They're You're what? Not, I, they're not alone. I'm Flint, so Michigan too. That's
0: right. You are. Thank you for that.
3: You're Thank Same you. We all are.
0: I know. Yes, saying. we all. If we don't have that attitude, we're doomed. Now, Mike. Uh, two
1: things. Do you care to spoil us about what your next home's about?
0: Uh, you know what? I can't. The one I was working on. Maybe I'll pick it up at the end of the year. Maybe I won't. Maybe we'll be in a whole different place. Maybe Trump won't leave after he loses. Who knows what's gonna happen? I can't make any plan right now until I know that we're safe and we're on the road to recovery. So um, so I'm doing everything I can do, and if everybody does their little part, collectively, we're gonna be okay. This is
1: the biggest year in American history, and in my opinion, this is the biggest election. Not, it's one of the biggest years, but the biggest election bigger than 1860 and 1864, and which we were on the verge of and near the end of the Civil War. Because if Trump wins re-election this year, we're done. He gets to add two more loyalists to the Supreme Court. When the question asks, well, how can he seek unlimited terms? And the Supreme Court says, hell yeah, who's, yes, they just directly defy the 22nd Amendment. Who's going to stop him? The Hague? They're the final say. He can run for unlimited terms. He can cancel elections if he wants. And this is why we absolutely have to stop him. And I said in 2008 two things. That one, fascism would eventually come to America, and two, what we truly need in this country is another FDR. And Bernie is an FDR. And Bernie is the one guy who can create a mass movement in this country to stop Trump. If you're thinking about voting for other candidates, listen. Bernie, yes, he's a leftist, but guess who else ran as a leftist? Obama. I, there was a Slate article a few weeks ago about how he was t- reminding people how he was too left there was the Reverend Wright he even called people in the Midwest gunslingers who were blaming their economy or I forgot what it was but it was like there were gunslingers it was like oh, he's done he told Joe the plumber I'm going to spread the wealth equally and Palin says that to me sounds like socialism, that is socialism he didn't deny it and guess what, he destroyed McCain Bernie would have won Wisconsin by 78,000 votes, Michigan by 84,000, Pennsylvania by 190,000. This is not a hard choice. You vote for Bernie and we win in November. And I said, and so did Mike, that Trump was going to win in 16. Because you could feel the political climate that year. I know in my heart that Bernie devours Trump. No question. So that is why. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
0: Wonderful people, powerful words a great time in Iowa, 12 of my most interesting and exciting days uh, uh, in many, many years. So glad uh, to be there. My thanks to uh, my uh, crew and my family and other friends, people who were there to help out, uh, especially our executive producer, Basil Hamden, um, and our, our sound uh, engineers, uh, uh, Nick and Donald, and and uh, thanks to Veronica and Leah, and. Um, everybody else, and to our security, uh, who kept us safe, as always. All right, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, here on Rumble. I'm Michael Moore.
3: Don't you know,
2: we're talking about a revolution with the sounds. Don't you know, we're talking about a who with the sounds. While they're standing in the Wilfred Lines Crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation Wasting time in the unemployment lines Sitting around waiting for a promotion Don't you know they're talking about a
3: revolution